This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out alone with Paul Stone talking college football holiday weekend. Looking for some action on this extended football weekend. We got Maction on uh, Tuesday. We got Maui Classic stuff going on in the hoops uh, over in uh, Honolulu this year for a great cause as well to try and uh, you know benefit uh, the the fire victims uh, in Maui. So and also Paul Stone with us. First of all, Paul, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. I know you'll enjoy your your uh, your time off over the holiday weekend. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, having uh, today's uh, Tuesday. November 21st, as we record, we're actually having our family Thanksgiving tonight. So a lot of families branching off. So looking forward to spending some time with uh, loved ones. But as you know, as handicappers, the beat goes on. A lot of college football and college basketball. So not much of a break, but certainly good uh, seeing uh, family and friends. All right, let's start off with one here in uh, Middle Tennessee State going to Sam Houston State. Sam Houston State, one of the, with all the attention that James Madison has gotten, you know, jumping up to a Division One. Uh, Sam Houston State made the move as well. Casey Keeler, we talked about them in the uh, conference preview. He had 259 wins. He was not, uh, you know, he's not. He, he's used to winning, but. Sam Houston State was finding ways to lose. They also had a tough start to the schedule. BYU Air Force in Houston. And then they started losing their close games. One loss, uh, one score losses to Jacksonville State, to Liberty, to Florida International, and to UTEP. Four of those five before they finally turned it around. Wins against Kennesaw State, Louisiana Tech, and also a cover, one of your picks last week at Western Kentucky. Sam Houston State getting into a comfort zone down the stretch in their move up, Paul? You know, I believe so, Jimmy. This this is a Sam Houston team that, uh, first of all, had wild success at the FCS level, uh, won the uh, 2020 season FCS championship, I believe, in the spring of 2021, had a lot of success at that level. They actually set themselves up for the first year in FBS by redshirting a number of their top players last season. So they tried to do the right things, but obviously their first season at the FBS level uh, to this point uh, has not been what they envisioned. It's been a series of close calls. But after starting the season 0-8, they've won two of their last three games. And the, the game that they did lose this past weekend in Bowling Green, Kentucky, lost at Western Kentucky 28-23 as a double-digit underdog. Uh, but that was a game they actually led 23-21 after three quarters. And they also, although they were trailing uh, by five points late, they had the ball first and goal from the Western Kentucky 10. Could not get the touchdown, though. So uh, lose that game of their six conference uh, losses. You kind of alluded to this. But of their six conference losses, three have been by five points or fewer. Another went into overtime. 
So a lot of uh, close games for the Bearcats. They've been extremely competitive in the majority of their games. You look at this Middle Tennessee team, they're four and seven. So neither of these teams are going bowling this year. The Blue Raiders, looking at their four victories, they defeated FCS Murray State. The three other wins, Louisiana Tech, Florida International, and Texas El Paso, those three teams against FBS competition this year, a combined 7-24. and 24. So not really any marquee uh, victories for the Red Raiders on their uh, resume this year. Sam Houston, uh, their offense has gotten a little bit better. That's kind of been their Achilles heel this year. They've averaged 5.2 yards per play their last five games. That's not going to make uh, the LSUs of the world jealous, but it certainly represents improvement for the, uh, the Bearcats. I just think they're hungry. I think they want another win. They've had so many close calls. They want to go out with a bang. I think they get their third win uh, this Saturday there in Huntsville, Texas. Take Sam Houston plus four over Middle Tennessee. Uh, one of my favorite uh, handicapping angles, and that is no matter what sport, a team that is playing higher than their overall resume. And this is a 2-9 and nine team that's playing by far their best football of the season coming down the stretch. Three straight covers and you know, four or five close losses before that. And a team that finally has figured it out a little bit, uh, maybe doing some things out of character in their move up uh, to D1. But, man, 2-9, and nine, they are playing much better than that. Get extra value this football season with Bet River Squares. Went up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. That's brought to you by our friends over at Bet Rivers. All right, let's go to the uh, the battle in Virginia here. Virginia and Virginia Tech. Virginia at home coming off of the win against uh, Duke uh, in uh, Virginia Tech. Um, Virginia at home is plus three against Virginia Tech. I've paid close attention to Virginia because it was one of my eight or nine uh, win total bets for the year. I bet under three and a half. You know, all that crazy talk about James Madison, should they get in, the appeal, the whole thing. Very first game of the season. There was life and death to come back from a double-digit late deficit on the opener in uh, in um, in Charlottesville. They lost the one on Friday night to Louisville. We know about where they, they led on the road. Louisville, very tough at home. My point is... I'm lucky to be in this spot where I could just hedge a three-point to to secure some sort of profit uh, with Virginia under three and a half. They've been closer than expected. We know about all of the, you know, the, I guess, just the situation with the tragedy and the rebuild and all that they lost from their uh, in the transfer portal to their roster. But Tony Elliott, you know, a class way to kind of handle this thing together. They've been more competitive. And, Paul, I think you look, you think the same thing. They're going to be more pe- competitive than they anticipate against Virginia Tech on Saturday. Yeah, I do. I mean, this Virginia team, first of all, this game, due to those tragic shootings late in the 2022 season, um, this game was actually not even played last year. If you remember, it was canceled. Uh, So uh, these teams will be anxious to uh, reacquaint with one another, to put it mildly. Virginia's not going bowling this year, uh, but after an 0-5 September, uh, they've been a tough out, as you pointed out. They've won three of their last six games. Uh, That includes wins over North Carolina and Duke. And one of their losses during that stretch uh, was an overtime loss uh, at Miami, Florida. They had another a setback at Louisville only about 31-24. And in that game, they actually led 24-17 over Louisville midway through the fourth quarter. So this is a Virginia team that's been oh so close this year. 
I, I think they're much better than their record indicates. You got a Virginia Tech team at five and six that needs to win in Charlottesville to achieve bowl eligibility this season. All four of Virginia Tech's victories in the ACC have been against teams with a losing conference record. Those four teams, Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, Syracuse, and Boston College, a combined 7-21 and 21 in league play. The Hokies' other victory this year, a season-opening 36-17 victory over Old Dominion of the Sun Belt Conference. So Virginia Tech, they really hadn't defeated anyone of note. Virginia, I really like their true freshman quarterback, Anthony Calandria. He's been described as sort of a poor man's Johnny Manziel. I kind of like that description. I think it's fitting. I just like, again, the trajectory of this Virginia team. I think they want to close it out on a high note. They're going to be at home. Uh, They want to get that that victory. I like the uh, Hoos take Virginia plus three over rival Virginia Tech. Sorry, there's a Thursday night game at Louisville. One, at one point, they had a four-point lead in the fourth quarter driving in uh, in uh, Louisville territory. They were minus 320 in-game on the money line. And so they, they've been in position. They live for the close games, it, it seems, uh, this year. Let's stay in the ACC and go to Chestnut Hill. Boston College in Miami. Miami visiting here as a nine-point favorite against Boston College. You know, you look at the, the weather forecast occasionally and you look for uh, settings that are perhaps not in the wheelhouse of the visiting team. Uh, and I think that situation points towards the home underdog here getting more than a touchdown. Uh, you know, first of all, this is a Miami team that had grander aspirations than sitting here at six and five as they traveled to Boston College uh, this weekend. The Hurricanes, they've lost their last three games and two of those have been seven point hard-fought defeats at the hands of rival Florida State and Louisville. Miami now has to go to Chestnut Hill. Uh, It's a noon kickoff Eastern time. Going to be a high temperature, according to the forecast, of only 36 degrees uh, with a little wind. Uh, Back in South Beach, it's supposed to reach 81. So I don't think this is exactly the type of uh, weather that the guys uh, for Miami, for the U, signed up for. I don't think we're going to see a peak-type effort from the Hurricanes uh, the day after Thanksgiving uh, during a season which could have been so much more uh, played in weather conditions, uh, again, not exactly to their liking. Meanwhile, you look at this Boston College team, bowl eligible at 6-5. and five. A win over Miami, in my mind, would be a huge uh, just a point uh, of uh, positivity from a, a program standpoint. If you recall back in week three, Boston College, that game against Florida State at home, uh, eventually lost that game 31-29 to to the Seminoles. But, man, they had them. They had them right there. And we got a taste in that game uh, of their redshirt freshman quarterback, Thomas Castellanos. Not a great passer yet. He needs to refine those skills. He's thrown 11 interceptions. But that guy can run the football. He is a threat in the running game. 827 rushing yards this year. So with a good game against uh, Miami and then the bowl game, he could reach that 1,000-yard rushing uh, plateau. I think Boston College got a chance to win here. Really like those nine points. Uh, take BC plus nine over visiting Miami in temperatures just over the freezing mark. Here's another angle for you, too, historically with Miami, as they are a proud program and, you know, obviously not nearly what they once were, but sometimes their interest level can kind of – go back and forth. 
They're coming off of their rivalry game against Florida State and then hosting a top 10 team. How excited are they to play on a Friday at a noon, a noon Eastern in Chestnut Hill in the cold weather? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But, uh, and boy, did you see the, the visual of the uh, defensive back who didn't push the guy out for Louisville going down the right sideline. That's a tough one uh, to overcome as well as they lost that 38-31 game to Louisville. All right, one more game that you're looking at. It's a total out in the desert. Another rivalry game here in Tempe. Arizona and Arizona State. The total is at 50, Paul. What you looking at, over or under? Yeah, I'll tell you, Jimmy, I make sides and totals in all college football games, and I actually made this total uh, 47. So I feel like there's a little bit of value here with the under. Much of the season, or much of the reason, rather, for my um, low total in this game is just the fact that Arizona State, they just lack playmakers offensively. Uh, and on the other hand, you know, they've played pretty good uh, – Pretty good defense for the most part. They've shown some scrappiness on defense. Uh, Arizona, they've only allowed – you look at uh, Arizona's defense in their last five games, they've only allowed 17.8 points per game for those games being played against ranked opponents. So uh, a better-than-expected defense for Arizona, not much offense for Arizona State. Uh, further along that, uh, that line, Arizona State's only scored a total of 33 points in their last three games, in those three games, they've only averaged 3.4 yards per play. So just not a whole lot going on offensively for the Sun Devils. And of that 33 points in the last three games, 10 of those were scored last week in the final nine minutes of a 49-13 home loss to Oregon. So kind of in mop-up time, uh, nothing on the line there. So Arizona State, very little offense, but a defense that has been Scrappy at times, gave up just 15 points and 288 yards uh, to playoff contender Washington a month ago. I just think this is going to be a game in the 40s. Take Arizona, Arizona State, under 50 uh, this week in Tempe. Well, I tell you what, Jed Fish, huh? What a job he's done. Taking over a 1-11 program. And here was, I mean, just smashing uh, Utah. And keep in mind, man, played the undefeated Huskies really, really tight. And we there were not as much on the radar back then, but uh, I mean, as good of a job there has been in college football this year. Uh, and there's a lot of good co coaching jobs uh, around the country this year. Big one, big one at the big house, though, Paul. Um, give me your opinion. I've got a little uh, angle on it as well. Uh, we're looking at three and a half, forty-six and a half right now. Michigan over Ohio State. Yeah, obviously. I mean, this is the game of the week, and there's a lot of general interest in this game as well as betting interest. I tend to look a little bit further down the, the board uh, oftentimes. In this game, I don't have a huge opinion other than the fact that Michigan has won the last two years. They won by double digits, in fact, the last two years as the betting underdog. Now they get to wear that favorites role, and that's a different uh, – you know, a lot of people don't think that matters perhaps, but that's a different dynamic – uh, these teams, it's hard to really get a feel in my mind for just how good these teams are because they really hadn't played mm -hmm. uh, too many high-quality opponents in my mind, to be frank about it. But, uh, you know, press to make a play, I would take the three and a half. Uh, I, I think the teams are relatively even. Marvin Harrison Jr., he's just a guy who could be a difference in a game like this. Uh, so I would, uh, you know, lean to the, the Buckeyes plus the points. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Michigan. 
I'm going with Michigan here, and I think this is a, is their bigger sandwich spot in all of college football than Michigan the past three week, these this three-game stretch. They played nobody for nine weeks. They go to Penn State. Got a little bit of distraction along along the way. Literally on the way, they got the message to uh, to Happy Valley. A little lazy spot against Maryland, and then here's Ohio State. So I'm not. I don't want to be too alarmed that that 23-3 lead basically evaporated in College Park, and then to hang on for their life, they'll be ready. And you know what? Under, under, under. Both teams, uh, you know, are a little bit pulled back on their quarterback. Uh, at times this year, we saw, you know, no official passing attempts in Happy Valley in the second half. And we've also seen McCord struggle at times. It kind of, I think this is a, a Woody Bow type of game more than these modern games that have been I mean, just rolling over the total. So I'm going with Michigan and the under in this one. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, Paul. We appreciate it. We thanks, we're thankful for you each and every week with your picks and your angles here on Sports Better's Paradise. For Paul Stone, I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.